hopefully what you guys are sensing from Lucy and I, we really want to protect the integrity of your journey. And we, when it comes to nutrition and eating and your bodies and your health, like it's not just the, what meets the eye. It's not physical only. It's not the number on the scale. It's not the size pants you wear. It's also your relationship to food, relationship to self and how you care about your body. And like, are you happy? Is that, are you being true to you? There's so much more that I think why you and I are like the deep dietitians and just having this conversation. So we want you to see that nutrition isn't just about aesthetics and it, that, and that's why I think weight loss gets thrown in there because it's like, well, why are you doing it? Welcome to the deep dietitians podcast where Michelle and Lucy having raw and honest conversations. We want you to eat with confidence and feel empowered to take on your life without obsessing over food. Hey there, Deep Dietitian listeners. It's Lucy. I'm popping on to give you a quick heads up that in this conversation, Michelle and I talk about weight loss and binge eating disorder. So if these are conversation topics that you don't feel comfortable listening to right now, it is a-okay to table this one and come back to it at another time when you feel more ready to hear it. So on that note, I have to say today's conversation is particularly raw and juicy. The conversation you're about to hear is exactly the reason that Michelle and I wanted to start this podcast in the first place, because we had such great conversations about just so many things when it comes to nutrition, the integrity of your nutrition journey and where weight loss fits into that. And it's a topic that we've discussed for a while because we both see eye to eye, but at the same time, we have different approaches. So when we decided to hit record on today's episode, I was talking to Michelle about an influencer that I love and I really look up to, and she's always really promoted body confidence. And, um, I've never seen her talk about weight loss, but she started in the last couple of weeks and last couple of months talking about weight loss and really actively pursuing it in a way that I haven't seen from her before. And it gave me some feelings. I wasn't really sure about. I felt a little bit conflicted about it. So as Michelle and I jumped on our call today, as we always do to record, we talked about it. And so the conversation you're about to hear, you're just going to jump right into us talking about why I was having some weird feelings come up for me just from my own journey and own history. Maybe I'll share that someday on here if you all are interested, but it led to a really great conversation about where we both think weight loss fits into a nutrition journey and if it should fit in there at all, because I really identify as a health at every size, weight neutral and weight inclusive dietitian. And, and the thing I've always loved about Michelle is that she is incredibly passionate about putting your relationship with food first. And as she says it, normalizing nutrition, which to me really aligns with how I've always seen health at every size dietitians practice. And so it's very interesting to figure out where does weight loss fit into this picture of health. And so the conversation you're about to hear is going to be really, really good. Michelle dropped some amazing truth bombs, obviously delivered with love. So buckle up, strap yourself in, get ready for a really good ride. Yeah, um, I don't hear where you're coming from. So this is like my approach. And I think my approach and how I could feel like this is maybe because yes, I think we all have our own personal journeys. And I think that I never actively pursued weight loss. 
mm-hmm. personally and like felt the need to for worth reasons. So maybe this is where the objectivity comes from, if that's a word. But I believe that you can definitely do what we were describing, like losing weight healthfully and like protecting your relationship with food and like having a, a healthy internal relationship. And I know that's possible because I've helped people do that. Yeah. But I think what you're, I think where the conundrum is for like yourself, where you're thinking like, is that true? Is because the catch 22 or like the irony is like, it, it can't be the primary focus though. So like the people who successfully lose weight and like have a good relationship with food have to have the buy-in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that you're not calling it weight loss. And I know that's like, that's where like the weird thing is. Cause I find yeah. that calling it weight loss, it's just, it doesn't work out well because that's when worth gets into it. It's just like the weirdest thing. So I think if someone comes to you and is like, or for me, this is in my experience, like I want to lose weight, you know, cause that's usually the pain point where they want to make the changes. And yeah. that's when me and you've talked about this before. And it's like, I want to be able to help those people because we're just talking their language. And if you, I come at what I found, like if I come at them right away and be like, well, I, you don't want to lose, you want to lose it. I can't help you. And that this doesn't work for every, you know, dietitian or whatever. If that's really not true to you, then that you have to honor yourself. But for me, it's like, okay, let me have a conversation and see where it's going. And then when I see like, you just want to, like, if you're willing to not make it solely about that and make it Mm -hmm. about nourishing behaviors and feeling good. And we don't have to focus on that. And there's other outcomes that we're working to improve. Then we can work together. And then you like, I know that we're still pursuing weight loss in a sense, but I'm super confident that when we're honoring our health, 99% of the time when it's safe to lose weight, you do. Yeah. So that makes sense. So I don't, I know yeah. that, like, I feel like I need glucose to the brain right now. Cause I'm hungry. So I, <laughs> that makes sense, but That's okay. I hear what you're saying and it's total, but at the same time, like it is totally possible to do both. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I can stay there. It's possible to do both. And like when, like, that's, I think the thing that gets me is like, I can understand, especially cause we both have thin privilege of like, I've never been 200 pounds. You know what I mean? And like experienced fat phobia and stuff like that. And like genuinely being more comfortable and like at a lower weight, you know what I mean? And that's where it's like, yes, like there's even without like weight stigma or fat phobia, it's like, yes, like maybe like you are physically more comfortable in your body at a lower weight. So like, I can see that, but I think that's what like with throws me, it's like, she already looks awesome. She's already at like a normal weight. Who knows what her health status is like, you know what I mean? But that's where I think that part of like, like just for aesthetics, I think that's the part that gets me. But at the same time, it's like, I know, cause I've seen people in my life where it's like, they make changes and like, I've seen their weight fluctuate and like lose weight. And it's not from like, but it's only because it's not an obsessive place. I think that's, you know what I mean? It's like, I've seen their whole lifestyle just change or the way they nourish themselves or, and it's like very much like a long term thing. So it's like, I know it can happen in a healthy way, but I see what you're saying where it's like, if it's only if like that's the primary focus, it's tough. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. But what I, but actually you bring up another good point because what I didn't say is that, cause you're right. It's like, what if you're that person who you already are doing these healthy behaviors, you already are at like a good weight, a good weight for you. And it's like, mm-hmm. you just want like aesthetics. Like mm-hmm. that is a really good point because that's where like, I won't, I hate that shit 
And like, to be blunt, like there is. So when I say like weight loss will occur for like 90, 99% of the time, weight loss, that's in alignment with honoring your health. Like that's what I can help. Like it goes beyond that. Like if you're like, oh, well, it's not budging. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I have to like, then I'm not like, there's principles like, and tricks of the trade, I guess. Like if you will, like I know and I'm sure you know, like there's certain things and options that you can maximize mm-hmm. that happen to be also best for your physical health. So it's not underneath it at the foundation is for your physical health and mind. Mm-hmm. And I can take you as far as that will let me and as far as that will go for you. And if you can mm-hmm. lose weight and, you know, and it, and you lose weight and you feel better in your body and you're doing that. But once the foundation of that is compromised, like for who you just mentioned, like Mm -hmm. if she's doing it for aesthetics and it's starting to ask you to compromise that, Mm -hmm. and that's not just for your physical, but also for a peer, that's when I'm like, no, like go to someone else. But I think there's a lot on the foundation of like just your doing for your physical health that many, many people don't even do. They don't even know where to start Yeah, and they're not consistent with it. Like that's, that's why I'm okay. Cause again, it goes back to the integrity of like the process mm-hmm. that nine out of 10 times lines up to helping that person lose weight, lose weight healthfully. But the right. second, like the weight loss journey and the honoring your health and the integrity of that don't line up. I'm just like, no, like I, I not for you. Cause I'm not going to sit here and tell you to meticulously track your calories or whatever to get that, you know, those abs or whatever it is. Like, I just, I just don't believe in that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I love that a lot. Cause like, that's where I can get behind it. If that makes sense, where it's as long as you're honoring your physical health, it's like, that's where I'm like, I'm not against weight loss. So that's why it's weird to feel these feelings of like, I'm not against it, but it's like honoring that health. And I think for me, it's like at what cost where it's like, okay, like you could go for like shredded abs or whatever, but like, again, at what cost, like, does that take away your relationship with food or your relationship with yourself? Does it like put you into that like worthiness place? Whereas honoring your health and weight loss, it's an alignment and integrity up into like, you know, whatever point that's where like, I wish, like, I want to get more comfortable in that space of like being a dietitian being like, okay, like let's have that conversation of like, at what cost, like, you know, like what is, at what point is your stopping point? You know what I mean? Of like, Mm -hmm. what's too far. Does that make sense? Yes. And that, I think that's exactly kind of like, the vetting that I like unofficially or like, you know, do it's like to sense that because when I'm talking to client potential clients and stuff, it's like, you know, yes, I hear you. You want to do that. And at what cost? And if some people are like, I'll do whatever it takes to get to 126 pounds or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And like, even if it compromises my physical and mental health. And that's where I'm like, it's not a good fit. So I think there's a way and it's what you feel comfortable with. And it's like, I was the same way. Cause at one point then I was on really the other end of the spectrum. And I'm like, well, I can't help anyone who wants to weight loss. And actually Sheree was the one who was like, is that true? And I was like, well, no, because she's like, that's just part of it. So mm-hmm. like, you can still have these conversations and I'm so grateful for her. Cause some of my best clients were the, where I was like, oh my God, they just want weight loss. 
When for a lot of people, that's just the pain point. Like they think that's what they want and it is part of what they want. But when, when you keep yourself open, I'm not saying to do this, it's Mm -hmm. what feels comfortable to you. But when you keep yourself open to those conversations and like you hear more of what they want and you can share with them what you can do Mm -hmm. and you're honest, you can see like what they really want. And if you're still a good fit, then you can invite them in. Like that's what I have learned and- you know, it's like, they love it. And the, but on the flip side, you shouldn't mend yourself as a coach either to be like, Oh yeah, like I can help you with that. I've also yeah. done that where there wasn't the buy-in and mm-hmm. it was the kind of person who's like, I'll do whatever it takes. I don't yeah. care about yeah. honoring my body and my health. I just want to be skinny and yeah. in X, Y, and Z jeans. And I wanted to really kill someone because <laughs> it was the worst experience and I yeah. of our ends. Like yeah. I hated it. I did things in my, in my coat, in that container with her, like that I would never do, but I just was mm-hmm. like, now I have this client, like it, nothing unethical, but just like more of like meal plan calorie focus. And I hated it. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it didn't really work because she didn't have the buy-in. I didn't like, yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. What was interesting is like, actually the last two clients that I've brought on, we've talked about weight loss and it's like, they want that, but I'm like, well, also like, let's look at how you're eating. I can help you with a lot of things with like consistency and like eating before dinner. You're like that type of stuff of like, okay, like this looks like it would be very aligned because, but it's like, I also like, I'm like, okay, well, we'll weight neutral. We're going to focus on the actions and behaviors because also it's like, it's like, it's like meeting them at their level. Like you're saying, it's like the weight loss is the pain point, but there's a lot of other things that I could help them with too. Right. And And keeping that open. Totally. And it's like, this is the thing, like that's kind of been my mission with like my messaging too. And I feel like we're similar in this, like breaking the binge is helping your weight loss goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think people often too don't understand that. And like, Mm -hmm us as coaches and dietitians who are more weight neutral and more like want to do the behaviors. What I find really interesting, it's like, you might not get a quicker result with breaking the binge and doing the deeper work, but the potency of that effect, it's kind of like that long acting insulin. I don't know. That was a bad example, but that drug or that thing kind of works later. Yeah. So that's, like, I feel like that's what you and I are similar. And like, those are the things that are going to make the bigger difference in the, like, in the long run. Um, Mm -hmm. So that is really valuable and important, even for someone's weight loss journey. And that's where as a society, we're messed up because we think, oh, if it's not happening right now, like, you know, like, it's like, and it's like, no. And just to geek out for just one second here, like one of the things that I found in my research with binge eating and like weight loss and Lucy, I kept meaning to freaking voice note you this because it drove me nuts. <laughs> it was like binge eating. The typical intervention is CBT, a strong intervention, yet still doesn't combat obesity. Like there was such an emphasis. Oh, and again, I, you know, I'm always team like, yeah. okay, benefit of the doubt. I'm seeing it from the physical standpoint, but there was something about in the research of being so effing potent that it was like CBT and mindfulness, those techniques like are really helping the binge eating. People aren't meeting criteria for eating disorder, yet she still is obese. And it's like so fucking annoying. But the more I research, yeah, you get that on the whole. (laughs) The more I research though, what I found was really cool because like I was looking CBT versus mindfulness is that Mm -hmm. 
the people who, sure, the BMIs weren't changed within that six or 12 week container month much, but when they followed up like longer, the group more, more often than not, because I was looking at mindfulness, um, that group had met, had, didn't meet the criteria for binge eating for longer, way past the intervention and the weight loss effects. There were weight loss effects beyond the 12 weeks. So that goes to my like latent effect analogy with the, like the, the long acting insulin, which I don't even think that makes sense, but you know what I mean with the type of drug that releases later. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the other thing too. And even in the research where they're like, well, it must have not worked. She's still obese. It's like a lot of those, sorry, it gets me so annoyed. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. And that's what I, that's another reason why I love the mindfulness, not to talk shit on CBT because that's powerful too. It's usually a combination that has mm-hmm. the best effects, mm-hmm. but we have to have also patience with like weight loss in a healthy way, healing relationship with food. We know it's a journey and like the most successful AKA like losing weight healthfully and for a long time and healing while maintaining an integral relationship with food, a a positive relationship with food, the best scenarios take time. So like we have as a society have to reframe our mentality, what it means to lose weight. We have to stop with the instant gratification bullshit and the, the 10 pounds in two weeks. That's not a fucking thing. That's not a real thing. That's not fat loss and that's not healthy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love, love, love that. Because it's true, like studies that when I was, um, <laughs> when I was doing my internship, I did like the research and uh, like the research part of it on health at every size too. And like, that's exactly what they saw. It was like, they compared um, like, intuitive eating or like a health at every size approach or like a weight neutral approach versus like a traditional like dieting weight loss approach. And I, it's like the longevity part I think is so interesting. And I think that's what like you're talking about is like missing so much is from our society is like that longevity part where like with the study, the two groups, like the conventional diet approach, they did lose weight after six weeks, six months, one year out. They did, they did have more weight loss but they actually gained more weight back at the two year mark of the two year follow-up than when they started. Versus the health at every size, like behavioral based weight neutral approach, their BMI didn't change six months, one year, but they actually had lower BMI two years out. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they were doing healthy behaviors. Like they exercise more vigorously, more often. They actually ate more fruits and vegetables, like that type of stuff, which is so interesting. But yeah, like I I love what you're saying of like the, it's just like a, it's like a long-term thing. Like it's, we have to think about the long-term effects, even though like if you're just measuring weight loss, it may not quote unquote seem like it's working, even if your behaviors and the, right. the binge. Exactly. And I think that that is what we're, what I was kind of saying to you before and like what you, maybe you're like, can it work? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's odd. Cause it's not that we can't work towards weight loss, but that's exactly why you can't make it your own thing because then it feels, sometimes it feels like you're treading water but mm-hmm. it's it's the it's the it's the ultimate catch 22 because it's the thing that is going to lead to true success and keep the weight off when you break up with you know now i understand like the anti-dieting and like all that stuff because like we have to find other victories 
Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean we're not getting to the store not to go on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Want to be? It's going to look different. And society's way of doing weight loss sucks. We have to again. Re- number one of intuitive eating because I'm learning is rejecting that. So, mm-hmm. and I just want to say something like on a personal note. You know, because yes, I think it's I I I agree. Like, okay, there's thin thin privilege and things like that. And like, even though you know, you're right. Like, I was never 200 pounds. I I don't think I ever really felt super driven as far as someone who is 200 pounds to be like, I need to lose weight where you these tactics might really be even more of a reality for them, like more mm-hmm. tempting maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's not to say we don't have our own messed up issues in our heads where you think you need to, but even with all that being said, when I feel my best physically, and like when I started physically feeling my best while maintaining a, a positive relationship with food, I definitely... I don't know how to say this. Like, like I had, I was never doing it for like, oh, I want to look like this. Like I want to have these Mm -hmm. muscles. I want to have my abs like this. And I get maybe the sense of urgency for like weight loss versus like someone who really is like in an uncomfortable, like in a larger body, uncomfortable might have a different sense of urgency. I'm just saying though, like to get to my best body for me, that thought of like, I have to get sexy. Like it wasn't, that wasn't, it was just like, it was just like, it was not like, it feels good. I was doing it for me. I wasn't really paying Mm -hmm. attention to Mm -hmm. the outcome. And then I I'm, I'm speaking into that because I think that's what has led me to consistent. It's like, and then it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I look fucking good. Like I love my arms. I love my abs, like Mm -hmm. whatever, but like, it wasn't that. And I know some like, and I know that's really hard a stretch for like, because there are, there is more sense of urgency and I feel for those, you know, I feel, and I, I feel for that mm-hmm. and it still doesn't take away. It still doesn't necessarily change what we have to do. We still have to do that. And yeah. unfortunately when you're getting back to a different place, that journey might look a little bit longer than you when we have maybe more weight to lose or, or whatever. Right. And yet the principles of it remain the same. Yeah. That makes sense without sounding yeah. like I, I didn't, I'm not sharing that to sound dude. Like I'm sharing that to stress. Yeah. The point yeah. That no matter your size to have that internal congruency and feel good. And also to reap like the healthy benefits that what's going to happen to your body is going to happen to your body. We can't take a short, we can't take a shortcut and we can't obsess over the out external. And like, yeah personally in my journey, I wasn't looking for a shortcut and I'm acknowledging that privilege of like, maybe not feeling like I had to. Mm-hmm. And number two, I wasn't, I had that relationship with food and myself was very much healed, like in a positive place. So I wasn't doing it for worth. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing this. It feels good. Like yeah. I also was a personal trainer. So I knew what to like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, so. Yeah. Well, one thing that comes up for me, which I really want you to speak on is um, that part of like saying I'm doing it because I just want to feel good, not to change how I look. And I think that reminds me of something I know you talked about or you found in your research of like acceptance. I wonder if like that's the acceptance part. I, I don't know if I'm getting that right because I, I wasn't doing the research that you were, but does that tie into like that part of what you're talking about of like accepting where you are? And I think that's like the health at every size, like I'm accepting where I am. And then focusing on the behaviors because it feels good. Yes. I think that 
it didn't, I didn't read too much into like specifically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just make my own interpretation here because yeah. So acceptance was a huge piece of success for people, like accepting where you're at, accepting your body, accepting notice, like not loving and being like, Oh, I love you so much. It's like just accepting where you are. And I think, and and the sooner you accept, cause when you accept, it's like, it's almost like you let go of the resistance and it's like your body relax, like everything just kind of relaxes. Like even when you just hear that versus like love feels like you're looking at the top of a mountain and somehow you have to fucking climb and you have no idea. So it's really hard to be like, <laughs> I love you, my, to Michelle, like if you're not there yet, but okay, I accept you. It's mm-hmm. like you start that journey. And when you can start to accept yourself, the resistance drops. You can start making those healthy behaviors. Like I think that is a huge piece of it. And for that person who has, you know, who wants to lose that 50 pounds or who feels like they're really like that mountain, that mountain's big. When we can just accept that the journey is going to be, and it's not sexy to hear it. And it sucks to hear. You might want to punch someone when you hear like, you know what, it might take you a long time, but if you want to, that's why it's so key when you're, we're talking about that weight loss and health thing. Like you really want, you need the person to have the buy-in that you're, you're, ditching the mentality where you're only doing it for weight. And instead you're doing it for health. You're doing it for wellness, for your physical body and your mental and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Because when you're bought into that, it's easier to accept that, you know what, this journey might take a little bit longer. It's not going to take if I do something quick and drastic, it's yeah, not going to yeah. be that fast. So I think acceptance was a huge key in managing and overcoming in some scenarios, eating disorders most specifically not, I didn't get into too much of like the weight loss effect, but mm-hmm. to overcome the eating disorders and that turmoil relationship with yourself and with food, you kind of had to like accept and that surrendered. And then you can do the next best thing. Cause think about it. Like if you're so angry at like yourself for binging, you binge just like, you're just angry all day. You're not a, a great idea is not going to come through. You're not going to feel good. If you're like, reverse go back to point a and you're like i just binge yesterday okay you're angry okay all right you know what i binged i'm accepting this all right now i can now that opens that like lets your guard down you can get curious well michelle what was going on last night like why did you know that's the work we do i feel like as coaches like Mm -hmm. and then it opens up these conversations with yourself oh well yeah you know what you had a really fucking hard day So how can I, and now you open up other ways to cope, which is a humongous key in managing a a eating disorder, like binge eating, which is all about regulating your internal emotions. Do you see what I'm saying? So acceptance is like the gateway to like answers. The acceptance is the gateway to nourish yourself, like the, the way to nourish yourself in a feel good way. But if you're going on your journey with like anger and disdain like for yourself and you're not accepting you're going to miss those opportunities that was long-winded sorry no I like that I think that's like really valuable because I think there's like the difference of and I think that when we're chasing weight loss and it's like that's where we get a lot of shiny diets or diets look shiny where it's like oh keto I'll do that I've had so many people lately talk to me about how they've been on keto like a crazy amount of people. Like I was like, I don't, is there like resurgence or something? Can I say that real quick or go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No. Cause like what I think is like when you are still in that place of like anger and like looking for that quick fix, it's almost like denial of like not accepting of like what's going on. And we think that, Oh, like this is going to be the thing where it's like, if you just accept where you are, that's where you actually find the true answers. A hundred percent. 
I agree. And I think that's where we, people don't want to hear it's going to take me a little time or people don't want to hear honor health. Those people, they're not going to hear this message. Like that's the thing. Like those people, I can't help you because you have to be, you have to like be willing to not make it just about we and aesthetics. Mm -hmm. That's causing you suffering. That's causing the yo-yo. And I just want to speak on keto for just a second. Please do. Um, I think people don't get it. Like this is the thing about weight loss. And I'm not here to judge you. Have your own prerogative. Like do your own thing. When I hear keto and someone doing keto, unless again, you're a child with epilepsy or there's like a dire circumstance, you're doing it, whatever there, you really would have to convince me on that, how that helps your condition. Cause there's so misinformation, so much misinformation Again, remember that congruency of like the foundation is health, then it lines up with weight loss, right? And when I like, and health and weight loss more often than not almost always line up in my opinion, like a healthy weight loss. When we do keto, you like, I feel like that should be your first thing. Does what I'm doing. Okay. If you want to recover from like only approaching nutrition with weight loss, the first question, does this align with, does, is this good for my health? If the answer is no, then lose it. And to me, as a registered dietitian, who, by the way, remember, we eat food for other reasons than just weight loss. When I'm presented with someone who wants to do a diet that is primarily fat, and I ask the question, does this make sense for health? The answer is no, because no one needs that much fat in their diet. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what keto is. No one should be eating that much coconut oil. People forget. And there's, again, there's so much misinformation. And, and I think I get, cause they're like, oh, you're so passionate about this. Like, what do you, why are you shaming people? No one's ever said that to me, but like, sometimes my inner critic is like, <laughs> everyone has their prerogative. I'm so passionate because it makes me sad because I've seen clients and patients over the years firsthand have developed fatty liver disease develop elevated cholesterol. And is there any way, like, this is the other thing that's nutrition is like, because like, of course there's no way of saying it's directly from that, but Mm -hmm. Hey, well, I started eating a lot of fatty fish, a lot of coconut oil, a lot of this over the past six months. Like what's changed that now all of a sudden at 30 years old, you have fatty liver disease and they have that. And it, it pisses me off because it means like, to me, I feel like diet culture wins and it's like, that is not healthy. Like, and yeah. same thing with like the coconut oil. It's like, well, what's changed over the six months? Well, I've been putting fucking keto coffee every morning and it's like, yeah. And now your LDL is high and guess what? You, that's a risk factor of heart disease. So it's like, it gets me so angry because there's so much misinformation about nutrition and mm-hmm. keto that it makes me want to punch someone because it's like, you're not empowering yourself with your weight loss sister. You're giving your he- yourself heart disease. <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I think so many people need to hear that because I think like our society is like, oh, weight loss equals health. And when we're like, you're approaching it from actual health standpoint, it's like, no, it doesn't. And the thing that like gets me is I'm like, the reason I brought it up is because I speak about binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating. And I literally did a TikTok yesterday. And like so many people were like, oh, I just did keto. Like I lost so much weight, but they're here now after having quote unquote failed the keto diet. And they're like, why am I eating so much? Like, why am I binging? And so not only do you, do you give yourself worse health, but you also get yourself in that behavioral place where it's, you have to do so much healing. It's almost like you just, you just tear it down so much. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just Um, no. And, and I think you're bringing number one. I mean, that is odd, like, I don't want to say that's obvious, but 
Cause I guess it's something we need to understand. People need to remember. It's like one, we have the binge problem that happens, the binge obstacle after we do something like keto or after we do a diet that leads us to weight loss. So sure. Like that's the other thing. Like I want people to know it's like, it's, it's okay when the journey takes longer. You didn't get to where you are overnight. How the hell do you think you're going to get out of it overnight or in three months or in 10 days? Like, you know, whoever says there's the behavioral component, there's the emotional component. So the longer the journey isn't necessarily a bad thing. So not surprised that your TikTok followers are like, well, I lost weight. So why am I binging? Because again, guys, weight loss is not, does not eat, it's not the answer to all of your problems. I think that's the other misconception. Like, you know, like we think we lose weight and all these problems will go away. It's not the weight loss. And I want to be clear because I know like I'm, I'm not against weight loss. However, and I say this to you, Lucy, all the time, like I'm not against weight loss, but y'all sometimes hear me what looks like I'm celebrating weight loss with my clients because I'm not celebrating the weight loss. It's the integrity of the journey to get them to the outcome of the weight loss. I'm celebrating that journey and the the weight loss and that outcome in those scenarios is a testament of, of their work. It's not the only testament. If they didn't lose the weight, that doesn't mean what they did wasn't valuable, but it's a testament. And it's something that, again, speaking the language it's like, oh yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to highlight here, like weight loss and achieving it, quote unquote, doesn't take away your problems. Doesn't like, if you're, you know, if you're going into keto and you have binge eating disorder or you have emotion, or even if it's subclinical and you're an emotional eater and you lose 20 pounds because of keto and you somehow control your emotional eating through that four months span or whatever, that just because you're 20 pounds lighter, you didn't achieve overcoming the deeper issue, which is the, so you're, you're, you're not emotional eaterless less. You're just a, you're just a woman now who's weighs 20 pounds less and still has emotional eating. And some of you might say, well, hell, at least I'm 20 pounds less and think it's cute and laugh. And like, that's fine. Again, I'm not going to be a jerk, but it's like <laughs> sitting from where we're sitting. It's like, Actually, now that you did keto, you're there's a really, really good chance you just fucked up your relationship with food even more. So not only were you an emotional eater pre-keto, now we have more healing to do with your so it's like and it, and it's not to be a dick and be like, Michelle, like wow, you're you sound <laughs> you sound heartless. It's not. It's just that people don't get it. It's like, yes, you're 20 pounds lighter and like, woohoo, you'll get a you'll get a clap from like your the girl at work but it's like you just dug your hole deeper mm-hmm. and and that's where and I feel like we can say that where we're sitting because we see it all the time mm-hmm. the weight loss isn't isn't like doesn't solve your problems the way society says the way society says money solves your problems weight loss love a relationship you don't automatically get those things and your problems are gone you know, I think people, yeah. and I don't know if it's just me and my Italian mother, who's like just a, shoot, a straight shooter, like growing up, we're like, not to say all these things came easy by any means, especially food, things like that are complicated, but it's kind of like not having like, wool. what's that sheep saying with the wool on your eyes? Like pull the wool, like yeah. <laughs> see, kind of like seeing for what it is and yeah. like not, we can't think like we lose the weight and our worth is going to skyrocket, but I don't know. That was long. 
No, I think it's really good. Cause I think that's like, no, I love it. Like, cause that's like the, it's like the longevity piece. Like I think that's where diet seems so shiny and like sexy and et cetera, but it's like what we don't see. And obviously diets aren't going to portray this because that would like collapse the industry that like you dig yourself a deeper hole and, um, just for, and if we do air this and people do listen, that's okay where you are, right. The acceptance is the first bit and like, forgive yourself, but like, like I, that's, I think why we're so passionate about getting the anti-diet message out there. Cause it's like health has to come first. Like, yeah, health I, has to come first. A hundred percent. I think guys, if we do air this, LOL, um, <laughs> this was an episode that started with just a conversation with me and Lucy. And I feel like we were talking about Lucy was like, just saying like, Oh wow. Like weight loss. Like, I still don't know how I feel about the whole like weight loss and health. And like, for those of you who don't know, like, I mean, I feel like we've always been fairly on the same page and like, we're definitely soul sisters and like, we have a lot of common commonalities, but pre like this and stuff, like I was working in like, like my work is like helping people lose weight in a healthy way. You probably won't see me like say that because I don't love it for just the complexity of what comes with that, I feel like. And that was kind of the point of this conversation though, of like talking into losing weight healthfully. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but so this is why this is like a very raw and very raw. (laughs) And I'm trying guys, I don't have any tips or I don't have the takeaways written down because we kind of just did this last minute. We did, but I'd love for you guys to like coffee talk, join us and just like, round table this and maybe like shoot us a message on Instagram mm-hmm. or maybe after we air this, if we do Lucy, we should go live. Like me and you. Oh, on we should. Yeah. And like on our Instagram handle, if you guys aren't following deep dive dietitians, let us know if you think we should just like make this a round table talk. I would be I down think, for that. Lucy. I would be down for that. I think that's a good idea just because like, I think there are a lot of misconceptions, even in my own approach too, I think like of like what does like health versus weight loss, like all that stuff. And it's a weighty issue just because it's like, there's so much complexity to it, but the takeaways I'm taking away just off the top of my head from this was like health has to come first. And what we don't see a lot is the longevity approach. And if weight loss truly is aligned with your health, like you have to be in it for the long run. Like there's no way around it. It has to be for the, you have to be in it for the long run. We can't get obsessed with it. And we have to like, we have to think about the sustainability piece and reframe what success short-term looks like for you, because it may not be what you want it to be, but it like, it's that long-term benefit for you. And again, putting health first. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think the takeaway is health first, when it comes to weight loss or any new, anything nutritionally, I would like beg to take it that far and say anything you like do for your body. I would even say like anything you do should be health first in mind, body and soul. Like why yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be coming from like a place to gain worthiness. Like, is it really good for you truly? And asking yourself that question. And then secondly, like, I think hopefully what you guys are sensing from Lucy and I, it's like, we really want to protect the integrity of your journey. And we, when it comes to nutrition and eating and your bodies and your health, like it's not just the, what meets the eye. It's not physical only. It's not the number on the scale. It's not the size pants you wear. It's also your relationship to food relationship to self and how you care about your body. And like, are you happy? Is that, are you being true to you? There's so much more that like, 
I think why you and I are like the deep dietitians and just having this conversation. So we want you to see that nutrition isn't just about aesthetics and it, that, and that's why I think weight loss gets thrown in there because it's like, well, why are you doing it? Yeah. So I'd love, we'd love to hear from you guys. This was like a really raw episode. Um, <laughs> let us know. Lucy, you got anything? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Off. You know, just share this episode. I think this is going to be a really interesting one. <laughs> that's it I really appreciate Michelle your approach and your mindset because I think you have a really great uh approach I think you have a really really great approach to it and just very like nutrition science-based but also so heartfelt and so I appreciate it I feel like I'm learning I feel like this is like Michelle schools Lucy today (laughs) in a way that I really much very much needed (laughs) say it again this is good I I think hopefully there were some nuggets in here and that was a good share yeah no I agree Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Deep Dietitians podcast. Michelle and I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find us at Deep Dietitians and please DM us or take a screenshot of this episode and tag us in it. Let us know what you think. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend if you think they would find value in it or if you yourself thought it was interesting. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode. And until then, stay connected with yourself.